there's no quicker path to getting income than buying a site. Buying and selling businesses just got a lot easier. Welcome to the Web Equity Show, where thousands of successful entrepreneurs go to learn about buying, growing, and selling online businesses. Your hosts, Justin Cook and Ace Chapman, share their real-life advice, examples, and expert interviews to help you build and grow your own online portfolio. Now to your hosts, Justin and Ace. Welcome back to the Web Equity Show. This is Season 2, Episode 3, also known as the 19th episode. I'm your host, Justin Cook, and I'm here with my co-host, Ace Chapman. What's going on, man? What is up, Justin? I'm loving this this second season so far, man. I'm excited to hear what people think about it. Yeah, buddy. I'm calling in from Manila, Philippines. You're in where? Tennessee right now? I just got back to Tennessee literally this morning. Did the red eye from L.A. Yeah, you were telling me you were digging L.A., man. I'm not an L.A. guy. I'm kind of a Northern California guy. I love San Diego, but I never really connected with L.A., but you're telling me you're digging it. Yeah, you know, I'm spending some time there. As, as some folks know, there, there may be a possible eventual show about flipping businesses that some, some folks are working on out there. And I kind of dreaded having to spend time in L.A. because I've heard so many bad things. I lived in, in San Diego for about six months and loved it and, you know, popped up there a few times. But I've just never spent a lot of time in L.A. just kind of going out back and forth. But uh, I've really enjoyed it. There's a cool little scene there, meeting some guys there. I've got some clients there. So, so far, so good. We'll see maybe like three months from now, I'll be like, oh my goodness, get me out of this place. I will say the traffic is just on another level. You yep. know, I've heard people complain about it, but it is on a whole nother level <laughs> Yeah, anything LA, I've ever experienced. LA traffic is bad. I'll tell you though, I really think Manila traffic might have them beat, man. It is crazy. You could be right. <laughs> it is, it's, it's horrible. I mean, at least, at least in LA, like the freeways are, you know, nice and you know, five lanes, six lanes wide, but yeah, man, it can get pretty sketch out here. Anyway, <laughs> we've, we've been stuck in that vanilla traffic together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All it's right, man, rough. let's get into the episode. We're talking about, you know, answering the question, should I start with building or buying websites? And this is something we hear quite a bit. Yeah, man. And after my episode uh, 16, I started getting a lot of questions about this whole debate of build versus buy. And, you know, for those who are going to go back and check out that episode, the real point of that was that, you know, I would set aside a small percentage of things to test because you should always be experimenting and testing. But I'm excited to dig into this debate a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's an easy answer for the people that don't have any money, right? If you don't have any money, well, you know where you got to start. You got to start building. But, you know, for everyone else, there's a lot more nuance there. And I think, you know, sometimes I've given answers and for certain people I'll give one answer and other people I'll give another answer. And I haven't thought through in my head a bit, but I really wanted to kind of get into the the weeds here and talk about in, in what type of situation might be a better fit for you. And and we're kind of going to do that through, you know, explaining kind of the spectrum of people that are in the buying site space. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really is based on who you are. I don't think there, and with any of this stuff, there's an end-all, be-all. Here's what you should do, and here's the business, and here are the exact steps. You know, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, being a business buyer is very dynamic. 
So yeah, I think that's a great way to break it down. Yeah, buddy. So we're bringing it basically in two pieces or two parts, right? The first thing we're going to look at are the skill sets you're going to need or you're going to need to learn to run an online business or a website that earns money. We're going to talk about the basics. We're going to talk about what you just absolutely have to know. And then we're going to get into the spectrum and where you are along that spectrum and give you kind of advice or guidance as far as we see it on where you should be in terms of building sites or buying sites for your portfolio. Before we do that, buddy, let's do some listener love. First up, we've got an iTunes review, man. Five stars. Says uh, Five stars. Yeah, man. Says, <laughs> great podcast. Just what I need to hear. It's by Emmy Bear 23 Awesome podcast. I'm following Justin on the Empire Podcast for a while. I recently started my own web portfolio by buying two online businesses from the Empire Flippers this year. Shows exactly what I need as I start to scale up my own online empire. And these guys know what they are talking about. Well, I really appreciate the Emmy. I wish you the best of luck with your portfolio. We got a Twitter mention, buddy, from Brad W. Said... I have four content sites that I'm interested in selling. Would I be able to sell all of them as a package to increase value? What do you think about the ACE? Package four sites or sell them separately? You know, obviously, one of the things that people try to do with that is increase the sales price because the larger the site, the more money you're going to get. But the truth is, until you get pretty big, it's not going to make that much of a difference And the biggest downside to packaging is you may lose out on somebody who's interested in the strategic value of one or two of the sites. So I would say if they're in a similar niche, you know, uh, doing similar things and, and it makes sense, then that's something to consider. But at the end of the day, if, you know, you got an e-commerce site, you got an affiliate site, you got an AdSense site and, you know, some other content blog or SaaS, it just that doesn't make sense to force them all together. So, you know, he's got the four content sites. I would be curious if they're in the same niche or not. Uh, but the more closely aligned there are, the more it could work. Yeah, agreed. The more closely aligned, the better your chances are and the more reason there is to package them together. Totally agree with you. If you have an e-commerce site and a dropshipping site and an AdSense site and an Amazon site, those are your four sites. I don't know, especially if they're worth different values. If one worth 70 and the other one's worth 6,000, right? Like it might yeah. not make sense to package them. So the best answer I can give is it depends. Now, if they're <laughs> content-based sites and they're Amazon affiliate sites and they're all worth somewhere between you know, five to 20,000 ish, and you want to package those together. I think that does make a lot of sense. And that's, that's probably going to be what you should do. We had a, an email man from Mike H said, Hey, Justin Ace, I just want to say a huge thanks for all the inspiration. Great podcasts. In the past, I've bought and built websites on the side, but I'm listening to your show this last year. It's really pushing me to do it full time. I've made some big gains in the last six months following Ace's mini mogul business strategy. And I'm looking forward to the next season here podcast. I recommend it to everyone I know who asked me about what I do. Thanks again for everything you guys do. And this is Mike from returnonconversion.com. Thanks, Mike. Really appreciate it. And uh, it's good to hear your mini mogul business strategies working out, man. Maybe that wasn't so badly named, Ace. Maybe you're onto something there. <laughs> the mini mogul business strategy. I, I love it. And there are a lot of people that I talk to that are kind of following that process. And, you know, speaking of building or buying, I think that's one way that if you're starting from something small and want to grow into something big, that's something to check out on the Empire Flippers podcast as, as well. All right, man. You ready to get into this? Let's do it. So Ace, the question is, should I start with building or buying sites 
And, you know, as we said at the top of the show, you know, you get asked this question a lot. I get asked this question a lot. I give different answers kind of depending on where people are. And that's what I try to, to draw out of them. And I give different advice. And I wanted to give a framework for understanding the answer to that from my perspective, right? And I really want our listeners here to be able to walk away from this episode, kind of know the position they're in and get some good ideas in terms of, you know, what approach they should take for either building or buying sites. Yeah. And, you know, I think people end up in this making it a lot tougher decision than it has to be. You know, you can start with one and then move to the other. You can go out and buy a site and, and then try to start one from scratch. You can, you know, build and, and then buy. So it's, it's not an end-all, be-all. But this will, I think this episode will help people in, in making a decision of what they want to do first. Yeah. W- one quick note, Ace. I think you might find this interesting if you didn't know that. But, you know, we've been doing this for years, right? So we, you know, we've had sellers that have been working with us. They build sites from scratch and they build them up and sell them. And, you know, some of those sellers have done hundreds of thousands of dollars with us. And what we're finding is that some of those sellers that kind of just started off as like build from scratch and sell are turning into buyers. I think that's yeah. that's kind of interesting. So it seems like it's a progression, not for everybody, but I've seen this happen enough times where it's interesting, where they built enough sites from scratch and now they're like, you know what, I've got the capital why don't I just invest in sites that are already doing well and make improvements to them to make them do even better? Like it just, I think it comes down to an ROI on their time. They're just like, look, I don't want to work, you know, a ton of hours on a brand new site or business for the next 18, 24 months to get up to speed. Why don't I just take over one that's already making three, four grand a month? And this is probably a, I should do a spoiler alert, but there's no quicker path to getting income than buying a site. <laughs> you know, if, if your goal is, hey, what's the quickest and easiest path to just getting some money coming in, it's going to be buying a site. And so, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense that guys would end up doing that. Yep. So let's talk about the skill sets that are required for buying a site. So your grandma, Ace, she's like, Ace, you know, I want I, I know what you're doing. I want to, I'm trying to be your grandma's voice. That's totally not working. Oh my God. That's horrible. <laughs> Maybe you should do it. I don't know. But either way, so so she asked you, she said, Ace, I, I want to buy a site. This, I like these like kind of you know earning site businesses. Let me get involved. And she wants to know what kind of skill set she needs. I don't know about you, but my grandmother, even my mother would struggle. Like that, she does yeah. not have the skill sets are needed and could not buy a site out the gate. There's something she, that she would need to learn. Yeah, I cannot imagine my grandmother or <laughs> my mom, and honestly, not even my sister. My sister owns a offline business, and you know, I start talking about this stuff like, man, you know, we should. I'm a partner in the business. We should go out and we should roll up some businesses. You've got some employees. You can start to run. They can help out during the down periods of of running some of these online businesses. And we get into the nitty gritty, and she's like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I can. <laughs> I can run this type of business. I can run that type of business, but I don't know what the hell you're talking about with your websites. Yeah. 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 So let's get into some of these skill sets. And the first one is not a very objective measurement. So let me just give it to you. You know, it's being internet savvy and having some Google foo when it comes to your search skills, you're being able to research stuff. And I know this sounds a little vague, but being able to figure out how to do things on your own and where to look for good information, how to discard bad information is critical for anyone that wants to run and own an online business. Being able to, you know, decide whether or not this bit of advice is good advice, whether this bit of advice is bad advice, and really getting to the meat of the things you need to know, I think is really critical. 
It is. And there is so much information out there, which is a part of the problem because you can find an answer to anything. But the question is being able to figure out what answers to actually trust. (laughs) Yeah. So let's say I have a site. I want to add an email opt-in to it. And I want to connect that to something that you know, allows me to send out automated emails, an autoresponder, right? So let's say I'm going to use something like Aweber, which is a company that does that. I need to be able to go to YouTube and look up a walkthrough on how to set up an Aweber account and how to get that first opt-in on my site. Like if I'm not able to find that information on YouTube or a write-up or whatever, then I'm going to struggle. Now, you don't have to be, you know, a total internet dork. You don't have to be a mod on Reddit or something like that's not required, but (laughs) you got to be, you know, you got to have some skill. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Second thing is buying and setting up domains, hosting, and WordPress. This is a skill you either have to have or you have to have someone that can do it for you, right? Yeah, this is the one, unlike the first one, this is one that you can outsource. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not setting up my own domains. I'm not doing the handling the transfers and hosting. You know, even once we buy the site, quite honestly, you know, we've got people that are doing the editing and the WordPress and and all that stuff. Uh, The first skill, I think you need to be able to do those things because you got you have to figure out the strategy and understand what's going on in your business with setting up the things like this. It's more technical. And it's honestly something that is very, it's an inexpensive skill. So you can go out and quickly, easily hire somebody and they'll be able to do this efficiently and and easily for you. Yeah, I think there's some value in understanding how it works at least. Because for example, right, let's say I'm buying a site and I don't actually have the domain name in my account or under my ownership. I could get pretty badly screwed on that deal, right? So if they're like, oh, let me put in this other account that they actually own and control. They send me confirmation via email from that account that it's in. Well, I could still be screwed because they own that you know, GoDaddy account or whatever, right? So, so there are some things you need to know in terms of how it works. And if you have someone that you trust that you're working with, I think they can do it for you. But having some understanding of how that works, I think is important. And then I think, you know, again, this relates back to number one, right? If you're internet savvy, if you got some Google foo, you can look up how to do these things. I mean, there's a, there's a gazillion tutorials on how to get your domain set up, even from specific companies, right? How to set up your hosting, even with specific companies. Same thing with WordPress, how to add WordPress to the site. So I hadn't done this ACE for quite a while. And uh-huh. I, I had to go back and buy a domain, set up hosting, buy a theme, get it set up on WordPress on my own. I was doing it for my girlfriend, helping her get her site set up. And I'd forgotten a bunch of this stuff. Like I haven't done it for years, right? Yeah. I was like going into the GoDaddy account. I was like, oh, what do I do here again? And I'd like Google search it real quick and figure it out. Oh, how do I heard WordPress? I, I, I used to know how to do, do that. So I could kind of, you know, donk my way through it, right? And kind of figure it out. But I think you're going to need some of those skill sets if you want to run an online business. The third thing you're going to need, I think this is really important, is you're going to need at least an intermediate skill in at least one or more traffic channels. And let me explain what that means. You know, you can build it and they don't come, right? <laughs> like it's not a, not a field of dream situation where you just build it and all of a sudden the traffic starts flowing in. And you'll see that's probably the number one kind of problem with newbies is they build a site and or they buy a site and, you know, the traffic's coming in, but let's say the traffic starts to decline. How do they get more traffic, right? That's a big question that they have. So you got to have at least one kind of traffic skill set in terms of bringing in the visitors. 
Yeah. And, you know, that's a tough thing to decide on because it's always changing. It's not like you can go out and get a single skill set and you learn everything and then you're good to go. Once you get that foundation of knowledge, it's always changing. I mean, even down to what you were just talking about, Justin, one of the things with putting a domain name and, a, and uploading WordPress to a, a GoDaddy hosting account is they're always changing. I mean, everything yeah. in all of this stuff is always changing. So when it comes to that skill set, you want to pick something that isn't one, just a fad where you're like, oh, there's this inefficiency in this market right now. And it's I'm not going to be able to take advantage of that tactic later. And make sure that you're focusing on strategies over tactics that are going to be around for the long haul. Yeah, we're, we're kind of talking generally here. So let's get a little more specific. What do we mean by a traffic channel? One of the biggest and probably most widely known would be organic search traffic from Google. So to get that traffic, right, there's a bunch of things you need to do. You need to get good at keyword research. And by researching keywords, you start to figure out which keywords are uh, highly searched. And you can find out the exact searches for that exact keyword per month. You can find out what the competition is, like how difficult it looks based to get on the first page based on the other people that are there. And then you can start to figure out how to sculpt your SEO, both on page and off page to help you get to that first page. So you can start getting some of the traffic from the X amount of searches that are done per month. So getting you know, proficient at that one traffic source is a value. Now there are others, right? There's, let's say social media traffic in general, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that kind of thing. Maybe it's uh, paid traffic on Facebook. Maybe it's even, you know, another one, Google AdWords paid traffic, right? So bidding on certain search terms. Um, it doesn't really matter to me which one you get good at. I'd say SEO is definitely the most common. If you have that skill set, you'll find more sites to buy that rely on that skill set that you can build on with that skill set. If, for example, you only pick paid Facebook traffic as the one traffic source you want to learn first as the most important, you might have less options out there in terms of sites that are available for sale that get paid Facebook traffic, if that makes sense. Well, and, and the one thing I would add to that really quickly is you can find these opportunities to buy something that uses one strategy and you see the opportunity to grow it. Actually, we just bought a business from you guys, Justin, where all of the traffic is social. And that's kind of a new thing that you can get such a powerful amount of traffic from social and there, you know, that's the whole business. And so to be able to diversify that, we've got somebody in the network that's just amazing with Facebook ads. And so he's able to continue the strategies that the seller was using for social, but then add on top of it the PPC. So yeah, picking one channel and getting really good at it is powerful. Yeah, dude. And that's, I you know, think one of the reasons you want to pick one channel and really learn that and get to know it really well is because there are so many different traffic strategies out there and they're different, right? And so they take different skills that you you know, it's, you know, if you take a shotgun approach to this, you're going to be slightly okay at like five or six different strategies, but that's really not helpful. If you know a little bit about a bunch of different strategies, that's a lot worse than knowing a lot about one strategy. And over time, you'll pick up the rest, but get really good at one. In this particular area, I'd say shotgun approach is not as good. Really focusing on the one and getting good at it is going to be much better for you. But a side note, I interviewed, I was interviewing for a content manager positions and one of the guys, a young guy, and he gets a lot of traffic via social media, like to his blog or his own site. And he gets like a ton of traffic from Instagram and just social. 
and you know it's just he's really young like a millennial right and he's like it, it just seems like understood to him that that's where the mm. people are and that's how they get there and i'm like god i'm getting old man i i, I think like what's understood is google search like you know, google search is the way you get traffic and he's like he didn't even think about it he's like no I, I get it from social instagram mostly it's like whoa yeah man I, I just i have to second that i'm looking at the business that we just bought from you guys and i'm like wait a minute so all of the these tra- e-commerce transactions are coming from Instagram? Like, yeah. what? Like, what's going on here? I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. That guy's a travel blogger. But yeah, depending on, especially depending on the type of e-commerce business you have, I mean, Instagram just is fantastic for that. It can drive a ton of traffic. So yeah, you know, getting back to kind of the point, yes, I get really good at at least one traffic channel. More is great over time, but really focus and double down on the one. Get good at that. And that's going to help you pick the sites that you're going to want to buy later on. The fourth point we want to mention is you need to have a basic understanding of the different monetization methods and kind of the ups and downs of each. So, you know, I said no shotgun strategy uh, when it comes to traffic. I'm saying a bit more of a shotgun strategy when it comes to monetization methods. So you should have a basic understanding on how the following work. Things like AdSense, things like Amazon affiliate program, other affiliate programs, drop shipping, e-commerce, productized services, uh, software as a service or SaaS, paid forums or communities. Understand what each is and how it makes its money and kind of like how they vary in terms of a business model or a monetization model. Yeah, there's nothing scarier than getting a call from somebody who's considering a site, they want some advice, and they start to talk to me about the deal, and I realize they don't really understand what drop shipping is. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you gotta understand the basics if, if you're gonna get into this stuff, and you know, it's a dangerous thing to to even just get a basic understanding. And not know what the intricacies are. I mean, it can be really punishing. You know, I was talking to a guy who just started working with us. And and in his last deal, he ordered some products from China in the business and didn't understand, you know, basically the the requirements were coming through customs and and all that stuff and almost faced a $20,000 fine. You know, so so you gotta understand what you're doing when you're in this stuff. Twenty thousand dollars fine. There goes your profit margin right there. Gone, <laughs> gone. <laughs> Literally, that was the profit margin on that delivery. <laughs> I'll be working for free on this shipment on this container. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think you know, understanding or being able to answer questions like, how would my site content be different if it's an AdSense site? versus a drop shipping site, right? Like how would my sales funnel be different? So, you know, to the point of with a drop shipping site, I mean you're actually trying to get them to purchase something. So it is copy, right? You're writing sales copy. Whereas an AdSense site, you're not really driving them to do anything. It's more like in the, you know, the ads are kind of like mixed into the content. The content is there for content's sake. Whereas, you know, a drop shipping site, you're driving them to, to purchase. Understanding that, you know, there's going to have to be some kind of a cart abandonment funnel. Like if someone gets the cart, they don't actually purchase. Like, you know, do you have their email? Can you contact them? How can you follow up to get those sales done? So understanding the sales funnel for one type of business versus the other, I think is important as well. So you don't have to be an expert on any of those, but I think to have a basic understanding you're going to be in much better shape to buy a site because you're going to know how one makes money over the other. And the fifth thing I, you know, I'm going to mention is, you know, you're going to need at least 
basic, maybe intermediate understanding of at least one of the platforms that you're going to be using. And I'm going to say 90 plus percent of the time, what this means is you need to know WordPress. You need to know how to add content in WordPress. You need to know at least basically how a WordPress setup works on the site. Just general stuff with WordPress is going to be important. I think if you're e-commerce that would probably switch from WordPress. You're probably looking at Shopify. That's the major player. So you're going to need to know how to add products in Shopify, how to upload spreadsheets of products. These kinds of things are you're going to need to know or you need to learn really quickly. Man, I, I just have to say on this one, I feel like right now we are in a golden age of being able to buy and sell sites. So a lot of people don't talk about this, but you know, years ago, Every site was basically custom built. And every time you were doing an e-commerce deal, you had to figure out, okay, is my programmer going to even be able to work on this? You know, yeah. how much of the coding are we going to have to get in and change? If we do any changes, we're probably just going to have to totally scratch this site and build it from scratch. You know, just it's amazing. And so now to have these standards where yes. you know most of the sites are on WordPress and so immediately you can you can take that thing over you already have the skill sets on the technical side to be able to run that thing that's amazing or or it's e-commerce and on Shopify and immediately you know we've done a few uh, Shopify deals this year immediately my guys know exactly what to do and and it's it's this simple transfer simple management and that's a kind of start I think it's one of the things that will lead to multiples and, and just all that stuff going up and more people coming in. But understand that that is a very new thing to take advantage of. Ace, you are absolutely 100% right. And in addition to that, I, I know that there's at least one you know tech guy that's listening to this, and he's like rolling his eyes. He's going, you guys are putting the crappy, bloated WordPress on your <laughs> sites. I can make it so much faster, and the speed is going to be you know five nanoseconds faster, and then I'm going to get you know two positions higher in Google. And I get it, and I totally get where they're coming <laughs> from, and there's a lot of truth to what they say. All that being said, WordPress changes the game for the non-tech geeks, right? For everyone else, WordPress is really strong straightforward and very similar thing with Shopify. You can mix and match. You can change colors and styles. Like you can totally change your site. And think, man, like my buddy and I had a site. This is back in like 2002 or something. And it was, we thought it was a huge deal. We had to pay this guy and try to figure it out. It was really, really challenging. And that all that stuff's gone. It's so much easier today. And you're right. I think, I think you're right. That's why it's kind of like ushering in this new era for people to be able to, you know, buy, run and sell online businesses. It's completely changed the game, particularly WordPress, man. Yeah, yeah. WordPress is huge. And I mean, don't even start to compare it to what we go through with offline businesses and figuring out the systems and, and all that stuff. So it, this is a very unique thing and, and pretty exciting. Cool, man. So the second part of this episode I want to get into is the website buying spectrum. And I want to kind of ex explain, you know, what this spectrum is and, you know, how our listeners might understand where they fall on this. So, you know, everyone's going to fit in somewhere along the spectrum. And this spectrum goes from you have zero money or like very little money, almost nothing. And you have plenty of time, right? Your, your time is, is a very available resource all the way to the point where you have tons of money and you have absolutely no time. You're really busy or whatever. So, 
every one of us falls somewhere along that spectrum. And so we actually picked out four different points that we're going to kind of focus on for this episode. So the first one will be no money, lots of time. The second one will be some money, a good amount of time available. The third will be pretty good money and some amount of time. And then the fourth will be lots of money and no time. So we're going to go through each, kind of like describe them, and then you know see if our listeners can you know kind of see where they are at on that spectrum, and then kind of you know take uh, what we what we discuss. So the first one, man, no money, lots of time. Let's talk about who this person might be. This is someone that let's say they just got out of school, they just graduated college, maybe they're between jobs. You know, they were laid off or they quit their last job, don't have a new one. They have a very strict or tight budget. Uh, they live in a very expensive area with, you know, like a low paying job. Maybe they're middle class in like a developing country, you know, Philippines or, or Vietnam or something. And they just don't have the cash really to buy much of a website. What do you think, Ace? Is that, is that a pretty good description? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I see a lot of these folks, man, and it's exciting to see some of them growing some incredible businesses that, you know, especially the people that are overseas, maybe in developing countries, and, you know, the money they make is, like, <laughs> very, it's amazing for the country that they're in, and it may not be a big deal to us. So this is, I see a, a lot of this online now, and it's starting to open up and, and go to those countries, but a lot of times they're going to start out with a budget of less than a thousand dollars, and bottom line is they've got to build. You yeah. know, it's, it's smarter to build when you're in that situation. Yeah, they're stuck. I mean, they have you know budget of less than a thousand bucks. Maybe they have five hundred bucks. They have six hundred bucks. They are, you know, got plenty of time. They got you know virtually no money, and there's really no other choice from. They got to pick a niche. They're going to have to get to work, and that's it. So. They're going to have to look for a monetization model and a traffic source, right? As like we said, you know, earlier, you know, like pick one traffic source and get kind of familiar with most monetization models, and then whatever it is they pick or they run with, they're going to have to stick with it. And I think this is where a lot of people that are that are building get thrown off as they start. Let's say they pick organic SEO traffic, which means you know, traffic from the search engines, and the drop shipping model. And then, you know, two months down the road, when things get a little confusing or a little difficult, they go, oh, you know what? I don't like dropshipping anymore. I'm going to create an Amazon affiliate site. That seems to be popular. I read this blog that talked about it, right? And yeah. so, you know, you see people bounce around on this monetization model because it seems kind of cool and they abandon their the previous skills they had. And when really they were just going through the dip, like they were just learning it. They were about to pull out. They saw the light at the end of the tunnel or they didn't see it and they got distracted and started chasing after some other squirrel, right? Yeah. What I tell people is if you're going to do this strategy, one of the greatest things you can do is cancel your subscription to everything else because something's going to come in your email and yeah, it's going to be like chasing the squirrel. It's, you know, oh, well, this, this is really what I need to be doing. You read the sales copy and you start to go down that rabbit trail and only to be distracted a couple months later. And that's the number one reason that a lot of people that try to go down this path of building not only just don't have success, like they never make their very first dollar. Yeah. They're jumping from thing to thing to thing. Yeah. I, I think that tunnel vision, that like 
absolutely, I don't care. I'm, I'm ignoring it. You talked about unsubscribing from emails. I think that's a good idea. Just totally focus in on what they're doing. And really the goal here, you know, like you said, a lot of them don't make, you know, their first sale. They don't make even a few dollars. And that's really their goal is just make a few dollars and get a few sales online. And it's a psychological thing, right, too. They, they have very little money, probably skeptical overall on like whether they're going to be able to make it work. But Forget about all that. Just put your head down, get to work, make your first goal to make a little bit of money. And then there's this like shift that happens where they make their first sale, they make a few more sales, and they start to realize, wow, like you can actually make money. People are paying money or they're paying me for advertising or whatever online. Like this is legit. Like it actually works. And so I think they need to get over that. It doesn't work or I can't make it work to start seeing that success. And then and by success, I'm saying, 30 bucks, you know what I mean? Like just something, any dollars. And they're like, okay, now I see it. Let me, you know, expand these efforts. Yeah, yeah. So the next one is, you know, you've got... Okay. A really quick couple of resources for the person with no money, lots of time. I think this would be helpful and they're tried and tested and true. I mean, Smart Passive Income, Pat Flynn over there, smartpassiveincome.com has a really good site. He's got a really a lot of good information on there. He's been around a long time and I think is helpful. Another one is Spencer over at nichepursuits.com. If you're looking to kind of get started, he's got years of content that can help guide you and help you get started. And I think both of those are really helpful. All right, man, what's point number two? Let's get into it. Yeah, so the the next step in the in the spectrum is the folks that have some money and they have a good amount of time. So when you're looking at the people that are in this situation, most of the time they've got a decent job, they've got some income. You know, they may not be banking a ton of cash right into the into the bank, but you know, they're paying bills, they may be early in their career. But they're making a little bit of money. Other folks, they may be working part-time. And so they've got a ton of extra time outside of that. And their part-time job is covering their bills. And what we're also seeing is a ton of people that are uh, kind of, you know, moderately successful consultants. They're not making millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars each month. But again, you know, they're saving a little bit of cash. They're paying their bills. And, you know, the great thing about the successful consultants is they're building some skills that they're going to be able to leverage in their business. Yeah. So, you know, this is, I think, a pretty wide range of people. You know, they've got some money. They put a little bit of money away, but it's not enough to where, you know, they're not balling. They're not banking a ton of money, but they've got some a bit of a budget where they can kind of get started. So they're not starting with absolutely nothing and they do have some like requirements on their time so let's say the people in this range you know let's say they have somewhere between a thousand bucks and ten thousand dollars to kind of get their online business going i think some good options for someone in this situation the problem is they don't have enough money to buy a really quality established earning site right so they've got someone's got six grand this guy mike let's say mike has six grand I mean, he's, he can buy like kind of a small starter site, but he's not going to be buying, you know, like an online business, like a full on online business. It's going to be small. It's going to be a small earner, right? I think one option for Mike is, you know, he can buy a no or low earning starter site and try to reverse engineer it. So let's say $6,000, I buy an Amazon affiliate site. It's making 250 bucks a month, 300 bucks a month, not a ton of money, but I'm going to buy that just knowing I'm going to pull it apart, right? I'm going to I'm going to mm-hmm. buy this site, I'm going to just dig into it, pull it apart, see how it's actually working and then build it out from there and kind of like see if I can duplicate the success that site had. And one of the benefits of this 
approach is that it kind of jump starts your learning curve. So instead of starting from scratch, like the last guy and like just like your goal is like to make the first $5 sale or make get the $5 clicks or whatever. This guy already has earnings right away. So that's out of the picture. The site's already earning. It's just seeing if you can reverse engineer it and duplicate the process. Yeah, I feel like this is a great hack because most of the people that are in this stuff, they literally have never made their first dollar or especially not made profits. So they may have made a little bit of their cost back, but they're not making consistent profits. And so to be able to buy even a $6,000 site that is making positive cash flow every single month and be able to reverse engineer that I feel like is more valuable than even going out and paying the $6,000 for a, a course, you know, that you may end up in the 80, 90% of people that never make the first dollar. Yeah, I, so, I agree. Because this one, you're actually kind of digging into it yourself. You're the one that, you know, that is kind of getting your your feet wet by digging in. So you're going to need some time. I mean, that's the thing. This, this strategy is going to take a bit of time. And hopefully you've got that. I mean, I think, though, I've gone back and forth on this, man. Like, I'm, I kind of beat up some of the course people. You know, they're selling info for 500 bucks or 3000 bucks or 800 bucks or whatever. It's like, really? I mean, come on. Like, it's, you know, those crazy margins. You don't need to do that. But, you know, the truth is, is that most of that information out is out there for free somewhere. So someone could go get it if they wanted to. But it saves you time. And, like, if you're yeah. not good at digging through, like, what's legit and what's not, you don't know if this would really work. Is this coming from someone who's actually done it before? Or are they just making stuff up? You know, generally, if you pick a good course from someone that's recommended has been around for years, you're going to be in better shape. And, you know, again, like like for the last guy, if you pay for a course, let's say I've only got a budget of 1500 bucks, right? So that's not a lot. I can't buy much in terms of sites, but 1500 bucks will give me a good start on a particular path or model in terms of course. If I can put my head down, if I can, you know, focus on some tunnel vision and really just do that and stop bouncing around from different monetization models, I think I'm going to be in much better shape to making it successful. Now, I don't get the advantage of starting off with a site that's already profitable, but I've got a, a blueprint or a path I can follow in terms of building a site that other people have had success with as well. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, if you've only got $5,000, you know, I've seen people that go and buy a bunch of courses and, you know, again, they're distracted. They're doing a lot of different things as opposed to saying, okay, here's what I'm going to do. And then going down that path. So there's some great resources here. If you're in this range, the thousand to $10,000 kind of budget range where you've got some cash, it's sitting in the bank and you're trying to decide what to do next. Yeah, one of them is Human Proof Designs, a guy run by, his name's Dominic, and what he does is uh, cool, quality, clean sites from scratch. They're not earning anything, but they're good sites and built in a way that will, over time, get them traffic. So if you don't want to mess with completely doing it yourself from scratch, but you can't afford to buy a site, you know, let's say you don't have $8,000, you've got 1500 this is a way to get a site, get it started, and kind of save the hassle on the front end of kind of setting up all the stuff and getting all that done. So I think I know him. I know that's a legitimate source for you to check out. Another one that I know is a legitimate course is dropship lifestyle and i don't recommend a lot of courses because you know we talked about this before the show ace right you'd be pretty careful in recommending courses this one i know is good joe actually went through the course my business partner went through this course and uh and vetted it 
and I know people personally that have had some success with this course. It's not a guarantee or anything, and it's not like it's necessarily going to make you successful, but it is a viable business model that you can follow start to finish. Some other websites you can check out is a guy named John over at Authority Website Income. He has a lot of really good content. I think if you're building these sites or you're looking for info, he's great. I think uh, Tung Tran over at cloudliving.com has a really good site in terms of content. He's actually got an authority site case study he's been working on for the last few months that I think is really interesting. So you can check that out too. All right, let's go to the next group in the spectrum. These are the folks that have a good amount of money and they've got some time that they can invest in a deal. So people that fall into this category, they're going to have a strong career. They've got a pretty good income. They have been saving for a while. You know, it's enough to get started doing a deal, but they may not go into that business and be able to work in it full time. So you've got to take that into consideration, how much time they're able to invest versus how much money they're going to get from the deal. And most of the time, the budget with, with these folks, and it's there's a lot of folks that I work with, you know, as people that are in that ten thousand to a hundred thousand dollar range. Yeah, maybe they've, you know, they got a pretty strong career. Maybe they're, you know, lower middle management. They're middle management. They've been doing their job three, five, seven, ten years. You know, they've been able to put some money away. You know, they've got a bit of cash, and they want to get into this. They don't want to, you know, just start with nothing. They understand that they have to put some investment in, but they're kind of wondering, you know, say I've got 60 grand, like, do I have to go all in on my first deal with 60 grand? Do I test the waters with five grand? Like, what do I, how do I do this without, you know, blowing this cash I saved for the last five years, right? So, (laughs) so this is an interesting position. And with more money, I think you have, more options. And I think your, your options get a bit more interesting. But we have to remember that, you know, this person doesn't have a ton of time, right? They weren't just laid off. Like they're not like crazy busy, but they don't have a ton of time. So some good options for someone in this position. I think uh, one of the options is to buy kind of a smaller or more passive earning site. And again, learn as they go. So you know, we talked about the previous person, you know, buying a $6,000 site and kind of like reverse engineering it. I think, you know, this is similar. Maybe they buy a you know $5,000 site, a $10,000 site, all the way up to a $20,000 site. And they, again, they're DIY with this, right? They're doing it on their own. They're figuring it out. They're reverse engineering. And they're not going to buy this really complicated online business. It's probably going to be an AdSense or Amazon affiliate type site, something really pretty straightforward, pretty well known, pretty well discussed online so that it's not, there aren't too many moving pieces and it's something they can sink their teeth into. This is uh, one of the strategies that we're getting pretty aggressively into. And it falls under that whole mini mogul category, which is going out buying one of these smaller deals and taking the income from that over time, adding a little bit of money and going out and buying another one and and building a a portfolio of income producing properties. And that's something that somebody in this range could get started with and not have to, one, focus on it full time, but also not have to worry or lie awake at night that they've put all $100,000 of their cash into a single deal. And, you know, they're nervous that their life savings could disappear if that site disappears off the face of the earth. So you're saying roll your cash flow into a new deal. Let me ask you, oh, sorry, let's, let's, let me dig into that a bit, Ace. So I have $50,000. I buy a strong Amazon affiliate site making, let's say, two grand a month, right? I buy that site. Now, 
what do I do with the cash? I'm making 2000 bucks a month. You're saying that I basically just bank that cash. Let's say for a year, I banked up $24,000. Do I roll that and a little bit more money into a new business? Well, what you would really do is you start out with 50000 let's say. The first deal that you do may be a $20,000 deal. And you get used to running that. You get, you know, whatever in place that you need to as far as the systems and and just make sure you understand that business. And then you go out and you find another one six months later. And, you know, let's say you bought that just to keep numbers simple at a 20 multiple. So you've got six thousand dollars that is added to your other thirty thousand dollars. So you, you take 20 out of the thirty six. Now, six months later, you own uh, two sites and they're earning $2,000 a month. And, you know, it goes on from there. So six months later, you know, you're adding that to the 16 and, you know, and, and obviously after that, you got three and it just continues to go quicker. And it's this snowball effect. And uh, we've been using that strategy with some really quick and, and fast results to grow a large portfolio. It's a lot more long term, but it's powerful because of two things I mentioned. One, not having to invest a ton of time up front and two, having some diversification. Ace is so funny. I was listening to you talk about the numbers and like maybe five to 10 seconds in, I got totally lost. I was like six months and then 20,000. <laughs> like, it's just so hard to do numbers on a podcast, right? When you're trying to explain it. And then all of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden you said the snowball effect and I'm like, oh, I get clicked, right? I was like, oh, I get that. I, I know. Yes. Yeah, okay. I totally see what you're trying to do there. But I was like, yeah, yeah. My, my favorite clients. I was, talking to, yeah. I was talking to one of my clients the other day who's, uh, I've got a couple of clients who are accountants. And I'm like, they're my favorite uh, clients because it's like, we can talk through the numbers and they're, they're kind of adding them up. But yeah, it, it, you know, with some of this stuff, it, it's fun to talk through different scenarios, but it's better if you put it on paper. Are, are, it's <laughs> funny, financial guys in general with your clients, clients and, and I'm guessing and then with people that we talk to obviously like the numbers are phenomenal and you know because they come from you know different yeah. asset classes and so when they get into this they're like wow this is they really get crazy it. yeah no it totally makes sense to me when you start thinking about it from an investment perspective but yeah it's really interesting the other strategy we want to talk about I think for this person with a good amount of money and, and some amount of time is you know you can partner with or hire someone to run the site or the sites for you and then you can have regular meetings with them to learn as you go so now this one's a bit challenging, you know, to partner with or hire someone. Like who do you partner with? You know, if you you don't just I can't put an ad out and then just hire someone and then have them run these sites either, right? So you have to know someone or know someone who knows someone who can then get you someone that has some experience at this or maybe you know someone already you can work with. Sometimes there's an option to hire an employee that's coming along with the site or you can work into the deal to have the seller stay on for a longer period of time to get you up to speed. So instead of like a 30-day turnover, maybe it's a three-month or six-month turnover. Maybe you're paying a little bit more for the business or you're paying the seller for their time, but they stick with it a bit longer. And you know, honestly, maybe you end up paying a bit more. You're paying you know 115% of the ask price or something, but they agree to stay on for four months or six months. And you may find that that's way more than you needed. You didn't really need that much time to get up to speed and put processes in place. But that for that peace of mind, it was worth it. Yeah, this is a powerful strategy if you can master 
uh, finding the partners or, or people to invest in or, or work with. You know, one of the main reasons that seven years ago I started this whole business buyer network is to be able to invest in other people's deals, to find those great partners and be able to invest in their businesses. And that's a lot of what we spend time doing now is connecting people that have these complementary skill sets so that they can work together on deals or just complementary deals and, and that kind of thing. So it's really powerful to partner and hire and connect with other people to be able to get more deals. You know, right now I'm in 27 deals. There's no way I could do that by myself. Yeah, absolutely not. And, and if you're looking for resources, you're in this position, you've got good money, you've got a bit of time. I mean, obviously, we're a little biased here, but like empireflippers.com, obviously, acechapman.com. We both definitely operate in this range. We've got this podcast, obviously, the Empire Flippers podcast, our blog. Another good resource I think is really interesting, I think is helpful for people this position is the tropicalmba.com. I know the guys over there, they run a really good business and they speak well to people, I think, in this position. They don't give you great ideas in terms of investment strategy, but they'll really help you in terms of spending less time in the business. They'll help you with automation, standard operating procedures, and hiring. And I think if you're buying a $50,000 business and don't have a ton of time to put into it, they can provide some value. Well, unlike Justin, I have no qualms about it. I am awesome at what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I can help you. Come over to my site. I will I will hook you up. Yeah, <laughs> I think and also, you know, it is we are really good resources for it. But if we are, if I mean it just it is what it is. If you compare and see, look around, you're like, man, okay, yeah, I'm I'm a good resource. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Pretty, let's, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> let's get into that. I'm curious who who's listening that gets that. I know, for sure. Let's talk about the fourth point. These are the people with lots of money and not much time at all. To describe this person, they may be a senior management, they may be an executive, they may be a business owner themselves, an offline business or an online business, they may be an entrepreneur, they might be a professional, maybe they're a designer, a lawyer, a programmer, uh, something like that. And they've got a ton of things on their plate. And they really don't have much time to kind of learn the basics. This is someone with a budget, let's say somewhere between $100,000 and a million or up. So what do you think, man? We've got some of these people in our audience. Uh, we've got some of these people as customers as well. You know, I know you do too. Um, yeah. That sucks because they are just limited on the time they have available, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times they are business owners and entrepreneurs, and those are some of the toughest because they do love being involved. You know, they do have some expertise. You know, I've got folks that have built some really huge businesses and, and they're just really bright guys and, and awesome guys. But it is tough for them to get into this and have to let go and, and not be involved. It's, you know, it's for those folks, you really want a situation where you're leveraging your money as much as possible yes. because you don't have the time. And so that has to be the focus for, for these guys. It's interesting when they are not used to doing that too. So they, you know, someone's got five, $600,000. They're looking to roll that into online businesses, this money they made offline or whatever. And they're used to having, getting their hands dirty, like being able to like be in and on the business. And so this is kind of a different 
strategy. So I think the first question they need to ask themselves are, you know, am I just an investor in this deal? Or am I taking this deal over and going to put my input, put my blood, sweat, and tears into it? And I think to answer that question, the first thing they need to know is that any acquisition, any of these website acquisitions or online businesses they're looking to purchase, they're going to require some amount of your time. Like basically nothing is completely passive when it comes to these things. So especially if you think over a longer period of time, sure, maybe you can back out for three months and do like a strategy call with the manager or something. But like that's not a great long-term strategy for growth. You're going to need to be more involved in that unless you can build it out the right way. So I I think that's the first thing to note. So let's talk about uh, two different strategies. I mean, the first one is to buy a business that has management or staff, right? If you're buying a business and it is kind of a one-man show, it's being run uh, by the seller, that's going to be challenging because not only do you have to take that over, learn the processes, but then you have to hire someone to take those over. So it's, you know, it's going to take a big amount of your time up front. That may be the only way to get that deal done. The deals you may want to look for are the ones that already have management or staff in place that come with the business. Yeah. And knowing that you're taking over a business that does have the management there. You know, you still need to build a relationship with those folks. You can't just buy the business and say, okay, go off and just send me checks every month. Go forth, uh, young you, Padawan. No, that's just not working. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it, like you said, it's going to take some time. You got to be able to build those relationships. And then you got to be able to come up with your strategy forward. The other one is is what you guys are working on. You know, it's the investor programs. We're seeing that a lot more now. You know, I've had guys like folks in this category that just invest in some of the deals that I'm doing. You guys have created a, a formalized uh, investor program, which I'm excited to kind of watch and see and uh, seeing how that's been going. And, you know, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not buying a business with management in place, with staff already in place, and you just say, look, I am going to be a passive investor in this. Like we wanted to solve that problem in our space, right? Like there are people with a ton of money with no time that just can't buy a business. Even if they bought one with management, it's just a distraction from kind of their core business. But they want to get involved, right? So we said, look, we need we need to give them an opportunity to get in. We, got, we know a bunch of people like that. So we said, look, let's create this investor program where basically people can put money in. Our team will pick, purchase take over and then run those businesses as a portfolio. And we'll have a team of investors in on that portfolio. We'll do quarterly payouts, basically dividends to the entire group, and they get paid based on the level they're in at. So if it's a $3 million portfolio and you're in for $300,000, you are going to get a 10% of whatever the the profit is at the end of the quarter. So we've been doing this and we're been for the last year or so, we've been working on it. We've got our first kind of beta portfolio running and we're launching it like publicly and widely here soon. So we're going to have a bunch of people getting involved in a much larger portfolio, probably 3 million plus. So we're really excited about that. But the cool thing is, is like, this isn't just us, like anyone can do this and other people are. In fact, there are a lot of people that are kind of doing this on a smaller scale and just kind of like a private group. So, you know, they get three or four people together that know each other. They put in 50,000 or $100,000 each. They know a guy who kind of runs an online business and they partner with him, work out the equity split, and then he kicks them out payments every month and gives them a report based on how it's going. So there's a ton of people doing that with three, four, 10, 15 people 
on a small scale. And I think this is a great, a really interesting model. It is. It is. I, I think it's going to grow as a lo- lot of people out there that want to get involved with, in, in the space that are in this category. And this is this is going to be a great option for those folks. So I'm excited. You know, we've been kind of doing it a little bit over the years and, and I, I, we're getting a lot more interest. I know you guys are getting a lot more interest. So it's it's going to be a, a big uh, resource for the people that are in this category. Some risks there, obviously, if you're thinking about doing this with somebody I make sure it's not Bernie Madoff situation. Right? I mean, <laughs> this is like a pretty unregulated space, so very unregulated. <laughs> uh, they could take your money and run, so that is a possibility. Make sure you you've got your Google Foo out, and you can figure out who these people are. Make sure you know them well and can do business with them. So that's a, a big fat warning for anyone listening to this. All right, man. So we covered. I mean, we talked about the required skill sets for anyone buying a site. What a builder is going to have to learn as they go along that includes Google Foo, includes like the basic tech stuff and setting up domains and hosting, you know, getting some traffic skills, basic understanding of monetization methods, and then understanding like WordPress or Shopify, whatever platform you're going to be getting into. We talked about the website buying spectrum all the way from someone with no money and lots of time all the way to the person with lots of money and no time and gave some examples and some resources on different kind of paths they can take. You know, I hope uh, that was interesting to our listeners. I hope it was helpful for our listeners. I hope it gives them some idea on what they can do moving forward. What do you think, buddy? Yes, man. There's a lot of options. I think this clearly breaks down different situations. And, you know, for those who should be considering building, those who should be considering buying and and some of the things to consider before you do either one. So I'm glad that we got this out, this episode out there. Absolutely. And for anyone listening to this that appreciates this episode, really digs it, feel free to contact us. You can go over to webequityshow.com. You can leave a message for us if you want to get on the show. You can shoot us a message there. And if you really like the show, I'd really appreciate if you headed over to iTunes, give us a nice review, and we'll make sure to give you a shout on the next show. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Web Equity Show. Now is your chance to be a part of the action. Go to www.webequityshow.com slash gift and send us your business acquisition or exit question and have it answered on the show. 